Welcome to Brawny Conversations. I am Patrick Braun, your host. This podcast will provide our listeners with informative and entertaining discussions held with experienced people covering a wide range of topics. If you want to shorten your learning curve or just learn more about one of our topics, this is the podcast for you. Enjoy our discussion. Welcome back to episode two with our guest, Stefan Brox. In this episode, Stefan is going to dive into the many fabulous places that he and his wife have lived, as well as the animals that have lived there with them, plus so much more. Well, um, so as we segue into this next section, uh, sure. I've, I've got to ask, and I've always been fascinated with the West. I had the opportunity to spend some years growing up in California, and um, obviously I live in Texas now and have lived here for, oh boy, a long time, since 1986. Um, so I have just this affinity for, for the Western U.S., and originally before that, I grew up in, in New York State, so um, understand the East Coast very well. Um, but, you know, so many people have, have very little exposure to true Western living. You know, our taste of it is now watching Yellowstone on TV. Uh, how did you decide to live in Wyoming as one of your, your three residences? And, and what's it like living there? Um, well, I just got lost along the way. No, <laughs> actually, um, it, you know, it, it's a little bit, it's, it, it's, it's the road less traveled. It's funny. Um, so, and, and there is an Ironman component to this too, which is funny because I know we okay. haven't delved uh, into that, but um, uh, Ironman Boulder, which is uh, not currently on the, uh, the race calendar anymore. Uh, uh, I think, I, I mean, Ironman's canceled it. Hopefully it'll come back. I've done that race uh, uh, a number of times when it was in existence. And well, yeah, we I think there's a 70.3 there now. There's a 70.3 now, not a full Exactly. And I, I think the full there, I, I'd done, I think like four times maybe or so. I'd have to go back and, and, and look. Uh, um, I ended up actually qualifying for Kona there a couple times and did, did, did reasonably well. But, um, you know, we what would happen is we'd uh, leave uh, uh, Portland, um, get in the RV with the dogs, and then uh, drive down uh, uh, to, to Boulder to race. And the funny thing was, it was always like, hey, we we're going to get to Boulder and then we would hang out there. We'd, you know, stay for a week or two, do the race and, and, and you know, and see sites and stuff. And on the way back, you know, we're always, uh, you're, you're, you're going down on, um, I believe it's, um, I, uh, uh, I 80 interstate 80, um, going through, uh, Cheyenne and then, uh, uh, or Laramie Cheyenne. Um, okay. and then up through, uh, uh, into, uh, into Utah and then back up through Idaho to Portland. And anyway, um, you'd always, we pass the sign there to, uh, Yellowstone and Tetons and go, ah, we should do that one of these days. And, you know, I'd go, yeah. And then Mary'd say we should. And then we'd just drive by the exit and go, well, maybe next time. A- anyhow, um, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the last time that Ironman Boulder ran, but we actually ended up, uh, driving up, uh, we, we made that right turn and we said, you know what? We don't need to be back for anything for another week. And we actually drove up, um, in the RV with the dogs and, um, uh, went up into Jackson, uh, town at J- uh, Jackson hole, which is actually the Valley there. Um, actually we did Love drive throughout. Yeah. It's just, yeah, super awesome. And then, uh, 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 spent some t- spent time in uh, Yellowstone. You know, you you do the uh, um, uh, um, the old faithful, the the, uh, the geyser, the geyser, and then you know, we, yeah, we were we were in the uh, in Tetons National Park and just you see all the bison. Real- 
see all the bison exactly and uh, and all the tourists too um you know it, I, I mean actually just as a side note I mean, yellowstone is really cool but it's it, it's incredibly bizarre too because it's a, a you know a remote corner of wyoming in the northwest part northwestern part of the state for folks that don't know where that is um but anyhow, uh, there yeah, by the way, by the way, for our for our listeners, just to be clear, we're talking about Yellowstone National Park. The television show Yellowstone, yes. actually is in Montana. Ah, the right, and, and, and Yellowstone National Park is in Wyoming. Yes. Yep, and actually, I, I will have to profess ignorance. I have not seen the show, but uh, uh, I'll have to put it's that on my list. It's actually. A, uh, I will tell you, just as a, as a uh-huh. side note, it's outstanding, yeah. and there have been several spinoffs, uh-huh. which are uh, equally outstanding. So, um, uh, highly recommend them. But they, you know, there's so many seasons; it takes a while. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I'll have to do that. But uh, yeah, oh, I was just going to say, just just bizarre from the perspective of just it, it, it's literally you have a melting pot of the. Every all, all the cultures of the world are there in this northwestern uh, uh, remote location in Wyoming. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just but with that said, but it's also it's just an absolutely stunning place. It's beautiful. It's there's actually, you know, you know, an underground volcano there. So I think, you know, what they say, they, it could explode at any time, too. But uh, but anyhow, uh, we just fell in love with the area and. Um, uh, and, and then, uh, you know, what ended up happening was during the pandemic, my wife was actually over in Kona at our place and I uh, was in Portland and, you know, just there are a lot, you know, Portland's been in the news for a lot of things and I don't want to rehash a lot of that. But we were just uh, looking at each other and, and uh, you know, via Skype and and said, gosh, we're, we're pretty positive people and we're just kind of grumbling here about Portland. We need to figure something out. And so we just said, you know, we're, we're, we're solution oriented. So I got uh, Capone, our uh, uh, 10-year-old uh, uh, Jack Russell, best dog ever. Um, unfortunately, he, he passed away, um, uh, uh, you know, about a year or so ago. Um, mm. But uh, he and I got in the van and said, you know what? Why don't we go out to why, why don't I go out to Wyoming and look for a place to live? You know, just have a place that we can we can you know uh, maybe open an, another awesome. chapter. Yeah, just open up another chapter in our life. And uh, you know, I don't know maybe this speaks a little bit to the trust uh, that Mary put in me. But I went out to Wyoming and um, uh, I'd found a real estate agent. So kind of funny. I actually called a bunch of different people and finally. Uh, um, um, this gal Rebecca calls me back and she's like, well, why'd you choose me? I'm like, you're the only person that called me. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that the reason I mentioned it is it's just like being in Kona. Uh, one of the things in, in, in Wyoming it, there in that area, it's, it, it's kind of a resortish area. So everyone is just, they're either skiing or like in Hawaii surfing and, you know, it's just, it's hard to, to get people to, to do work. But with that said, right. um, I ended up, uh, yeah, just showing up and spent, uh, about two weeks there, me and Capone and, uh, Rebecca ended up showing me all around, uh, went through Jackson, uh, up, um, up through Wilson, uh, Alpine, which is actually where we ended up settling on, which is about 35 miles Southwest, uh, down the Canyon, uh, and Hoback, uh, you know, just looked at a whole bunch of different stuff and anyway, um, found a place, got my, uh, Mary, 
on Skype. And um, uh, 30, 30 minutes later, we were writing a contract. She's like, yep, if you like it, we'll do it. And, and, um, you know, and that's, you know, from a trust perspective, I was like, oh, my God, there's so many ways this can go wrong. Uh, we're going to buy a house after a 30 minute Skype conversation. And, um, but, uh, you know, but, but fast forward, um, you know, one of the things, uh, and I, you know, Wyoming is not all, uh, it's an absolutely fabulous place where we are. I absolutely love it. I probably like it better than Hawaii, but I would also say the, that's saying a lot, that's saying a lot, Stefan. Yeah. But the the winters are are cold. (laughs) What's that? Yeah, Hawaii's pretty good. So that's oh uh, no, no, Hawaii's good. A lot. And, yeah. and by the way, saying the Wyoming winters are pretty cold is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll actually, we'll, we'll, we can talk a little bit about that. It's you know we haven't quite experienced it fully though this year, or actually I should say, uh, winter came early this past November, and so whereas the year before when we were there, November we actually had temperatures in the 60s, and it was absolutely awesome. November here just a few months ago um, was in the 20s and lots of snow, but but still absolutely mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, absolutely um, uh, 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 fabulous. So, uh, but anyway, I love love the state. No, oh no, absolutely awesome. And, you know, and, and, and so the story actually has a great, it's not an ending because we are all about, you know, having all these beginnings, but when, um, I I didn't want to, and the reason I mentioned the winter was, uh, after buying this uh, or getting this place under contract in um, August of uh, 2020, we I, I didn't really have a lot of interest in moving there in the winter and being cold. And yeah. we were like, well, we're going to Hawaii. And so um, the the folks, they had actually only been there. They, it was I think two, the house was two years old, just really fun, nice. Um, uh, a lot of reclaimed lumber, um, uh, you know, for, as far as, uh, for the flooring and reclaimed, uh, uh mm-hmm. barn wood that, you know, for the siding and stuff like that. So super duper nice. Or, or, or I just, I, I really like it. It's very charming, but, uh, yeah. but anyway, still no interest in being there right through the winter. So we were able to, um, extend the close to the following April because they needed to be in the house for two years for cash. Capital gains purposes, and so I said, "Sure, we'll just write the contract. Uh, you guys stay there till April, and we'll figure it out." But the best part of the story is when we showed up in April. Uh, I knew what I was getting into, but you know, here we are, me, Mary, and the dogs. And uh, Mary's like, "I really like this," and you know, this this, this could have so easily gone the way of, you know, Stefan, you're a moron. What have we done? <laughs> and. We, you know, and I, I think actually if you, you know, if you ended up asking Mary about it, she may even like it better there than in Hawaii also. Just, you know, just having the small town living. I mean, it's a very uh, – Alpine itself is, is very unique. I mean, there are a lot of small towns in Wyoming and that there, there are a lot of them that are really – they're very charming and nice. Um but again, it's pretty rural and, you know, we've got about 1,200 people. But one of the things that's very interesting about Alpine is that it is a kind of a – we're reasonably close to Jackson. And in Jackson, just there's a lot of things that are just really just not affordable. Um, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, even the places we – It's a great you place know, to visit. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we were – to visit. 
Yeah. No, I mean, we were, I mean, literally at, uh, in, in, in August of 2020 for about $900,000, you'd buy a, a three bedroom, one bath pre-manufactured house. If you wanted to have a freestanding built house that was not a condo. And so just affordability, affordability is a problem. But anyway, uh, what, what's unique about Alpine is we actually have a, um, a fly in uh, air park community. And so you actually have people that have the economic means to live in Jackson, but they literally will commute by jet around the country during the week, going to whatever their business endeavors are, um, you know, flying back and forth. Um, and so it's, it's very unique for a 1200 person town. Yes, that is very cool. All right. Now we gotta, we gotta spin it now in the, in the other direction because you've been a resident or, or you've owned property in Kona, Hawaii yes. for uh, a long time. How, how'd that come to be and, and how often are you able to spend time out there? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, yeah, so we, we first came to Hawaii. Uh, actually, I got my first time I ever qualified for Ironman Hawaii um, was uh, 1997 and uh, actually stayed, rented a condo there. And um, uh, we ended up actually buying a, uh, buying a condo in um, 2007. And then we had always wanted to have a house. And so uh, we end up kind of going back and forth and, you know, doing the usual thing where you're renting your place out, doing a vacation rent and then, um, you know, coming whenever you can. But, you know, not not a whole bunch. You know, it was probably maybe a month yeah. out of the year. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, we were able to finally uh, get a house in um, uh, uh, December, bought a house in December of 2009, kind of as the market wasn't doing real well. Um, and, again, me being the spreadsheet engineer guy, we had a buyer's agent we were working <laughs> with, and he literally said, you're going to insult these people with this offer. And I said, this is all I think it's worth. And, you know, anyway, we're, we're, we're on the water at like 324 bucks a square foot. But – I would also. That's oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it was it was a good deal, but I would also it's not all roses though. I mean, literally everything along the ocean disintegrates. It this is where things. It's it's funny. I actually I just had a buddy of mine staying with us there. Um, another buddy who was on uh, we were swift riding last night, and uh, he was helping uh, Mary uh, with some work there. I think he ended up putting a new garbage disposal in because the other one had rotted out. Literally everything on that house. It's it's like the the. the Golden Gate Bridge. You start at one end and you do maintenance work to the other end. And when you're done at that end, you got to start it all over again. Everything corrodes. The the air is probably literally salt water. (laughs) It's literally salt water. And, you know, and I, and I, it's definitely, it's not a complaint, but it's definitely, you know, I kind of chuckle because if you would have said, Hey, what do you think about maintenance on the ocean? You know, I'd go up, ah, not a big deal. It is, it's, it's, it's huge. It's there's, there's <laughs> here's, just, uh, here's, the, here's the great news though, is they're uh-huh. not making any more land in Hawaii or anywhere else for that matter. Nope. So <laughs> the longer you hold it, the just keep maintaining it. So it's there to sell someday. <laughs> exactly. And, but you know, it's, I don't even know. Well, I don't know. If, I, I was talking to my buddy last night about it. I just really, as much as, I mean, I love Alpine. I mean, when I'm in Kona, I probably go, gosh, I, I like, I like Kona better, but, but, but I, I do actually like it better. And uh, I think a little better in, in Wyoming. We, we, we talk, we can talk about that a little bit. 
Um, but uh, no, Kona is just a really special place. And, you know, and obviously there's a, uh, there are a lot of really cool tropical places in the world um, that you can go to. Um, but just for us, I mean, what drew us to the island was because of Iron Man. Um, but it's been a really special thing, I think, for, for, for Mary and I. Um, you know, probably the, the, the biggest thing was, um, you know, uh, you know, probably in, in uh, 2010, about a year after we bought the house and, you know, you, you, everybody wants a house in Hawaii, I think. Um, and so we were fortunate enough to be able to do that. But literally a year later when, you know, it's like Christmas, it's the day after Christmas, you've unwrapped your presents and you go, well, now I'm in Hawaii. What do I do now? Um, and yep. uh, yeah, yeah, we... We just said we we like it here, and uh, so uh, you know. Again, we've been really fortunate, and and I know you'd asked, um, you know, how how often do we get to stay there? And we've been doing a lot of back and forth, um, you know, over the years. But last year we said, hey, we're going to spend four months here, and we flew in in December and stayed uh, till the beginning of April. And we had an absolutely fabulous time. It was just really nice. We're, we're, we're in a little neighborhood there. We've got great neighbors. Um, you know, certainly there's some vacation rental, you know, things, uh, you know, that's, sure. that, that's happening all over the country where you got, you know, every once in a while you get bad actors and that's just the way it goes. But yeah. in general, we've just got really nice neighbors that, you know, folks that live there. We got, um, you know, our, our friends, Mark and Katie from Philadelphia that come in, um, Bob and Mary from Spokane, who are next door, and you know, and the, and the, you know what, what's really funny is so my buddy Steve, who one of my Ironman uh, training uh, guys, uh, he's he's raced Kona three or four times. Um, he just he and his wife stayed there, and um, I was going to join him, but I couldn't because I had to be here with Maui, uh, getting him ready to go over there. Um, but that's a new uh, dog. Every, that's a new our dog, new dog. That, yeah. Exactly that, um, but 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 it's so funny. Um, so yeah, my buddy Steve and Melanie there, they are basically they they're they're friends with all our neighbors, and so it, it's just a really it's just a really nice community there, and just having the folks there that you know they're from you know all over the U.S. Um, so yeah, we're super duper fortunate. Um, you know, same same in Wyoming, just you know, just great neighbors too. Nice, nice place to be able to go. That's awesome. Um, before we get off of the topic of uh, the locations, Oregon, Wyoming, and Hawaii, yep. any, any, you know, uh, I guess favorite activities that that you'd recommend? Maybe one or two activities in each location that you'd recommend for anybody that uh, is thinking about going to visit those locations. Oh yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, you know, first of all, uh, you know, I mean, the, the number one thing if you're in Wyoming there and uh, in the Jackson Alpine area is go to Yellowstone, go to the Tetons. Um, you know, the, they're just absolutely wonderful national parks. Um, if you're in the Tetons, you know, I would check out Jenny Lake there on the west side, um, and uh, there's a boat ride you can take over to do to go to Inspiration Point, which is a little hike. Um, there's a little bit of elevation gain, but it's you know it's 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 pretty nice. Um, if you're a little more adventuresome, you can actually skip the boat ride and just do a little. I think it's like a uh, maybe a couple mile hike or so over to uh, Inspiration Point. Um, I actually, I, I, uh, just being the triathlete uh, geek, I brought. Uh, um, some um, uh, 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 neoprene shorts with me. So when I was over there at Inspiration Point, I ended up actually going for a swim because we had some time before the boat was coming back. Um, so you could actually swim in the lake too, um, if you're if you're oh, so inclined. Fun. 
Yeah. So, uh, and then obviously going into Jackson, Jackson, uh, the town is just really cool. Um, you know, if you're there, um, uh, you know, come winter time, uh, you know, it's nice. You can, you can do the little, you know, do, do the sleigh rides and stuff, but you know, depending on the time of year, they've got the elk migration up North of the town is the, uh, the elk refuge, um, which is absolutely, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's just fun watching that. Um, and then just obviously Yellowstone for, for the sake of doing the, you know, the, the, uh, the glacier basins, uh, I actually, it's funny on my YouTube thing. I actually have a whole thing on, uh, some of the different, uh, geysers there in the park, which is kind of, uh, uh, kind of, kind of cool. Um, but, uh, um, you know, you're hitting your stuff and you're hitting on all the, the great spots and, and, you know, I've been to Wyoming now. Uh, a few times I have a brother that lives there in Jackson hole. Yeah. You mentioned uh, that. And, and, but the, 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 every time I've been to Wyoming, uh, I want to make sure our listeners understand that the Tetons are very unique in their structure from other North American mountains, whether East coast or West coast. And, you know, as an example, in the Rocky mountains, there's the, the range that builds Right. And, and once you drive through some passes and then you get into the big mountains as you get back into the Rockies, well, the Tetons, literally, you'll be driving along in Jackson, which is really flat, and you go across the river and you see these mountains and they're literally jutting straight up, you know, three, four thousand feet from the flat land. They literally just go. I mean, straight vertical. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I've never seen anywhere else in North America like this. Do you, do you agree with that? Oh, no, absolutely. How would you add to it? Uh, no, no, it's, that's absolutely, that's true. I mean, Jackson is, you know, roughly a little over 6,000 feet. And I think the Tetons top out at, uh, um, they're under 14, I think like 13 some. So you're probably actually mm-hmm. like closer to like 7,000 foot a mountain up, uh, uh, in front of you. So, uh, you know, absolutely stunning. Uh, I did have a chance, uh, in September, I ended up going up, uh, our local peak there in, uh, in Alpine, uh, Ferry Peak, um, uh, ended up going alpines at about 5,400 feet and ferry peaks up at about 9,700 feet. And that was my last training run to get ready for Hawaii, Ironman Hawaii. And just, yeah, from there you have a really nice view of the, uh, of the Tetons, but, uh, yeah, yeah it's amazing. It's, uh, and they just, they just like come, I mean, go vertically straight out of the ground. It's, uh, there's no run up. It just is the no. mountains. Boom. Right. I love it. No, no, I, yeah, Patrick, I definitely, I concur. They're absolutely, they're absolutely stunning. And even, you know, it's fun. I mean, whenever you, if you um, are fortunate enough to fly into the Jackson Hole Airport, um, just, you know, making sure you, I mean, you can't necessarily figure out which approach they're going to use. Typically, they fly you in from the north end, is basically just get a window seat on the right side of the airplane so you can see them coming in. It's just so cool. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful place. Okay, so then uh, so those are the fav- favorites in Wyoming. Um, spinning over to uh, I guess let's go to Oregon next. Yeah, well, actually, let me, I'm going to do I got to do one other plug for Wyoming. Um, just if okay. you're kind of an engineer or an, uh, aviation geek, is uh, Aviat Aircraft down in Afton, which is um, okay. just south of uh, uh, us there in Alpine. And it's just what's really funny is you know we've got this little valley that's pretty rural. 
But Afton, there's actually Aviat uh, Aviation uh, Company, uh, they bought the rights to the Super Cub uh, airplane. And so they build these uh, tail draggers called Huskies. And they're basically okay. bush planes, uh, big tires. You know, you, you can land them wherever. Um, super cool. But if you call ahead, you can actually get a tour of the factory. And um, so, so, if you, so if you're an aviation buff or like a, just an engineering nerd like me, um, highly, highly recommend that. Oh, that's cool. But, uh, okay. But, Love but anyway, yeah. No, no, Portland. Um, you know, the the nice thing about Portland is you're close. You're you know reasonably close to the coast as well as to Mount Hood. So you can literally you can ski in one day and go surfing. You know, later on in the afternoon if you want. Um, but no, if you're in Portland, uh, definitely uh, you know check out the um, the Wildwood Trail. We got a 26 mile trail. Uh, it's you know I think I believe it's the largest like park inside a city. Um, you might have to fact check me on that, but it's pretty daggone big park. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, and, and just a lot of cool, you know, we've got the Columbia river and, and, and the Willamette river. So if you want to go boating or sailing, a lot of good stuff there, the Oregon coast is, you know, it's, it's, it's not like it would be in Hawaii where you've got, um, warm water and whatnot, but from a beauty perspective, it, you know, it's just absolutely, uh, 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 stunning. And if you get to one of the little towns, you know, Cannon beach or so they all have seaside, they all have like their own unique personalities. You know, it's just a great spot just to get a, you know, if you're there get to, to get a, a, a Danish and a coffee or something, if you're driving through and, uh, you know, just take uh, route 101 uh, up and down the coast. Very good. Very good. And then our, our last trip to Kona, what, uh, what do you recommend there as a, as a you know, top couple of activities? Beyond um, just going to the beach and enjoying the amazing views. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you know, I actually I got to step back on the beach part because one of the things that Kona is not, or the Big Island doesn't have a lot of. Actually, there's a, not a lot of sandy beaches. There are certainly really? some very nice. They're very nice beaches, but you know, typically if you're going to like Oahu or so, you've got so the I, big. So I've been to the Hawaiian Islands twice, but both yes. times were to Kauai. Yes. So very yeah, and, and you know what's funny? Actually, Kauai is the one island that I have not been on. Um, it is actually, the beach island. I think there are some of the the most pristine, amazing beaches there. And so I was yeah. assuming that on Kona there would be beaches as well. Oh, we now we do have beaches, but they're they're not they're all very kind of they're smaller. Where there's just okay. what we have is a lot of lava, and okay. so certainly you know if you go north of Kona, you got like Kapuna. Um, you got a bay up there by in the, you know, the Waikoloa, uh, uh, area. Um, but, uh, and certainly, I mean, Kona, you, you got a couple of, you know, some cool beaches, but, um, I was going to say there's, uh, uh, you know, the big, what I would say is if you come here, um, uh, you know, it, it reasonably soon, we've got this, uh, you know, Mona Loa uh, eruption going on. You can actually see that. Uh, wow. And then it looks like Kilauea. Uh, actually, I was talking to my wife. She, that's uh, 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 erupting uh, again um, as well. Um, 
but uh you know i was going to say you know if you're into the uh, into the sports side of stuff just open water swimming in kailua bay i think that kailua bay is just one of the best places in the world to swim um just because it's reasonably protected there's usually people out there so you can go and you've got a reasonably good chance of seeing some dolphin while you're swimming maybe a turtle um maybe even a shark uh, you know, uh, I'll pass on just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, 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 but, but, but I would also say, um, there's just a lot of just the, the little towns, um, on the big Island are, uh, uh, really cool. Um, if you just drive around, um, you know, if, if you're heading, uh, uh kind of t- towards the Hilo side to the South, uh, like Pahala, you know, you hit up the Pahala bakery is kind of nice. If you go North, uh, actually one of my places, uh, favorite places is the, uh, the bike turnaround for the Ironman course, uh, Javi, uh, spelled H J W I. Uh, in, in the Hawaiian language, W is a, like a V, V okay. sound. Um, but it's just, it's a little town and it's basically um, uh, this agrarian meets tropical area. And even though we are, our, you know, our place is in Kona, um, you know, that's, it makes, which makes it easier. You know, you can get, you have shopping and get to the airport and stuff like that. Uh, if I just wanted to be left alone, I would live in Javi because it's literally, it's just grass, it, a lot of grassland and you can, you know, and then you go down to the Pacific Ocean and just, you know, that smell of salt air and cut grass. You, you can't beat that. It sounds beautiful. It really does. Um, but uh, I would also say, and just, you know, you can go up to Waimea if you want a little more elevation. It's a little cooler and uh, definitely, you know, check out uh, Big Island uh, Brew House there. It's, it sounds very peaceful to me. And, uh, you know, as a lot of our listeners, this will be this podcast. Let's see, it's a, it's middle of January right now. We're doing this recording. This yes. will be posted in February where, uh, you know, half of the U.S. will be blanketed under snow. So they'll be listening <laughs> to this going, oh, that sounds heavenly. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. But no, no, the big island is absolutely no, it's, 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 it's a wonderful place. But I think, you know, like I said, it's just, it's special for us because we're, we've got a, a just great neighbors and, and having, you know, one of our goals with having the house there has always been kind of it's an Ohana thing just for, uh, having family, friends stay with us. You know, that's, that's kind of the most, most treasured thing. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, well, I, I'm going to segue now because when I first was introduced to you, I knew you as Sputnik Man. And yes. that led me to do a little research and an initial conversation with you to figure out where that came from. And, and it really ties back to you and Mary's love for Jack Russell's, the Terriers. So yes. give 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 our listeners a little story about, you know, you're... you're got a, a track record for adopting Jack Russell Terriers and uh, yeah. tell us a little about Sputnik man. Sputnik man is, uh, he was a little eight to 12 year old, uh, Jack Russell Terrier puppy. And he, uh, my wife ended up, uh, adopting him. Well, actually we adopted him from the humane society in Portland. And this was literally, she was still working, full time. And she had a friend of hers, Deb, who said, or Debbie actually said, Mary, because we, she knew we were looking for a dog. And at this point we didn't really know necessarily that, you know, as far as Jack Russell's, I mean, we knew the breed and, and whatnot, but she said, there's this little Jack Russell puppy down at the humane society and, um, you need to go down and get him. And so Mary and Debbie went down there and adopted him. And um, he was just the coolest, cutest little guy. Um, you know, he had, a, he had a nip out of one ear. 
I think he was the run of the litter, but he ended up being such a good dog and, and just, you know, just how smart he was. And, and, and literally that Jack Russell, um, uh, small dog with a big dog personality that we fell in love with, um, that, that kind of started the whole journey. Um, we ended up when we had uh, adopted him, we were actually we weren't living in the house that we were here in Portland now. And because uh, now we're actually uh, more up on the hill here in Portland and uh, at the end of a dead end street. But um, what ended up happening was uh, we adopted Sputnik. And when we um, moved houses um, and we were still working at our you know offices, so we were commuting into work and doing everything. And he was alone during the day. I uh, just found out he was just kind of lonely and bored. And um, we ended up getting him a mate. Uh, her name was Jinx, um, which is actually <laughs> named after uh, she's a Bond girl. So uh. she's a little smooth Great. coat Jack Russell cute as a button Great um, yeah and so anyway so that's you know it's if you like my wife's email is you know a combination of the names and stuff but uh, but anyhow that kind of started us down that Jack Russell path um, the interesting thing was we had then realized there's probably a lot of the listeners maybe know you know it, 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 the jack russells is that it's that dog on frazier or, or or that was on frazier so and what what ends up happening is that uh a lot of dog a lot of folks adopt these dogs because they're so smart and they are um uh, uh, so smart that what you find is if you're not fully engaging them, they end up, um, uh, they'll eat your furniture and everything oh, else. No. And they'll engage in all sorts of behavior that they think is absolutely wonderful. And you will be absolutely mortified. And so what you find is the shelters have a lot, you know, I mean, I mean, depending on the timing, but there's just a lot of these, uh, uh, the Jack Russells, they end up getting adopted and then as puppies and then a year and a half, two years into it, they're returned, unfortunately, just because people can't handle them. And they're, um, you know, even I, I, I remember having Jinx at Home Depot one time and um, uh, a, a, a gal and her daughter come up to me and go, that's just the cutest dog. And I said, you know. I just ran this dog 15 miles. She's very well behaved and she's a little tired. And so that's why you see her just walking around. But <laughs> if she had not run 15 miles, she would be chewing up the gear shift lever in the car. And, wow. you know, so you got to keep, got to keep these guys busy and engaged. And so, you know, we, we kind of developed a little bit of a kind of a know-how of the breed. But one of the things that we have done now, you know, there's a lot of folks that want to adopt two, three, four-year-old dogs. So we've actually kind of made it our mission. And I think, you know, as we, you know, just from a life perspective, um, we're going to try to figure out how to do, we can do more. Um, we certainly talk about that here in a bit. Um, we now more, we adopt the older dogs just because those are the ones, you know, that someone, uh, as far as the Jack Russell's, uh, go, you know, we've had, um, two of ours that have lived to 19. And so literally when you see a, you know, a, a nine or 10 or 11 year old dog mm. that's, uh, uh, in a shelter, Jack Russell and someone, you know, they say, Hey, that's a senior dog. And certainly they have different needs, but they have so much life to live and so much to yep. give to you. And they're absolutely wonderful. And so now we basically kind of, that's our mission is to adopt the older ones. Um, you know, the downside is they also, they pass away. 
sometimes sooner than you'd like. Um, and and, it, and it's, it's, it's really hard, but I, I wouldn't yeah. have it any other way. Um, oh, that's so, very uh, commendable. That's, uh, yeah, they need a home. So that's and, I mean, uh, and from, from a business perspective, we've been able to do that. Uh, you know, actually, I, just as a side note, just jinx. I remember, uh, you know, I brought her to the office one time and I had uh, an architect that come came in and uh, he had a, uh, uh, you know, his uh, typical architect, black turtleneck, black slacks, uh, whatnot. And um, first, you know, it was a project kickoff meeting, had him in my conference room. And here comes Jinx, jumps up on his lap, shakes, and he's covered in white hair, you know. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired here. I haven't even kicked this project off. I'm going to get fired. And he turns to me and he says, I love dogs. I love Jack Russell's and it, so it actually worked out really well. And so, um, you know, so anyway, just, I know you didn't ask, that's awesome. but, but just how we, yeah, we, uh, that's one of the things we've been able to do is always bring the dogs to work and whatnot. And, and, and frankly, when I've got, if I have a client that doesn't like dogs, I just don't want to work with them. Cause I think that inherently, I don't know if that's, I, that, we all have our biases, sure. but, um, you know, if, if, if my dogs don't like someone, then there's probably something going on. Uh, well, how, how many dogs do you have in your family at the moment? So right now we have three. We have okay. Bella. She's our Jack Russell uh, uh, mix. She's from the Kona uh, Humane Society. It's actually a kill shelter. She was actually scheduled for euthanasia. She was you know, just all like two or three, and we adopted her. And then we've got Domino, who's actually another um, uh, uh, Bond girl, uh, um, but uh, <laughs> named Domino. Um but uh, um, anyhow, yeah, she's from the uh, Multnomah County Shelter, and uh, she's 14 or so now. And then we have Mally here, who uh, actually came with that name. We didn't we're, – we're, we're not going to name dogs with Hawaiian themes. Who uh, <laughs> uh, actually came with that name. And uh, he actually – he's a little bit of a, a, a change for us. He is a border uh, collie lab mix, and there's a, you know, a whole other uh, story be, there. You could know, be, be in trouble with that one. That's that's a lot of energy and a lot of smarts. A lot of energy, a lot of smarts, and uh, he actually, we were coming back here just um, a, a couple of months ago um, from from Alpine, and we were doing a transport to bring him to Portland, and he was actually going to go to a foster home, and in 72 hours that I spent with him, I fell absolutely in love with him, and uh, he did everything he wasn't supposed to do as far as snuggling up next to me. Um, had a, I just come down off Ironman, Arizona, and was just going to go for an easy, you know, 12 mile uh, flat run here in Portland. And um, I was like, you know, hey, I'll turn around whenever Maui wants to turn around. And he ran the whole 12 miles with me. And we're actually, we're coming off now four weeks of 30 to 32 miles a week of running and long runs every week of 12 to 14 miles. And we're still doing like three ball sessions a day too. Wow. That is fantastic. I love it. I love it. And, and running um, on leash, off leash, how do you do that? Um, you know, it's a good question. Um, so one of the things that actually was really cool within probably 24 hours of having him, we did have him off leash just in areas that we knew. Um, but I still run with him on leash just because, um, you know, what we found, uh, Patrick, just adopting dogs, you never know kind of what their trigger points are, especially if they're rescues. Um, you know, if it just turns out that 
they don't like men in red shirts. And if they see them, that they go from being a very great dog to, <laughs> to, yeah. to, to being, you know, slightly less behaved. And so I'm still, I'm running with him on leash. Um, very just smart. To, yeah. Just until we kind of figure out exactly what the trigger points are. Um, mm-hmm. I have done, you know, experimented a little bit uh, with him off leash and he, he heals really well. You know, we like to call him a Velcro dog. He always wants to be right there with you, which is really That's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no, still running on leash. Uh, you know, he, he, he wants to visit a lot with other dogs, but the good thing is like when I'm on our longer runs, um, we're going in, in, you know, in areas in Portland that probably a little more industrial mm-hmm. right now. And so it's just literally tank farms and trucks. So there's not a lot of other external stimuli, uh, okay. but we're, yeah, we're looking forward to having him, uh, in uh, Kona. I actually just dug up his ad. He was actually came out of a kill shelter, um, in Southeastern Utah and, or Southeast of, um, uh, Salt Lake city, I should say. And so he was actually scheduled for euthanasia. And so the fact that he's now with us hanging out, he is just such, I, I can't stress how, how, how fabulous a dog. He well, is. I'm going to have a personal request. Yes. And yes. now I'm becoming a Maui fan. So you've, you've got this fantastic YouTube channel. Uh, it would be awesome if every so often you could uh, put some updates up there with you and Maui running and how that's progressing. That's uh, oh no, you know, we can do that in your short form video. I think that'd be really cool. No, I think no, we we will do that. I think and well, he'll def- he'll he'll definitely like it too. So uh, he's oh, actually he's, he's he's reasonably photogenic. He's uh, it's funny. Um, we've been you know just because I'm I do I'm on Strava, and so you got to have a pick, and nobody wants a pick of me running on my on you know uh, do. Uh, on my 13, 14 mile runs. So I always, I do pictures of him and uh, it's funny. We'll literally get to the halfway point in the run and we'll just take a little break on the grass. And he literally will just sit there and I shoot a picture and then that's the picture for Strava. So uh, yeah, no, no, definitely. We can turn some of that into some short form uh, video. That'd be so good. Be sure to join us for episode three with Stefan Brox, where we cover his life in Ironman, his training, his friends, the world championships, and so much more. You have been listening to the Brawny Conversations podcast. Thank you for choosing to spend time with us today. And please subscribe to the podcast to receive our latest episodes and give us a follow on social media. New episodes are now in production and we can't wait to share them with you. Pursue your passions and help others along the way. Have a great day and thank you for listening.